Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Rusty Quill presents. I... I don't really know what to say. I don't care where you are in the world, you've heard the devastating news in some shape or form. It makes bloody Chernobyl look like a fucking... fucking mucked up chemistry experiment. Probably the scariest thing about it is no one knows how bad it's going to get. How many people are going to start dying from radioactive poisoning? The scientists don't know. The politicians have no bloody clue. The pretty faces on the telly just keep spouting complete and utter bullshit because they don't know anything. And the meteorologists, those climatological soothsayers, the one bloody bunch who could have an inkling of a clue of which way the giant, country-spanning, continent-encroaching cloud of uranium death might be going, don't want to choose or decide on anything because they could be condoning the deaths of thousands or tens of thousands, or much worse. Alright, let's try and talk a little bit about Ostium, and pretend somehow that everything's right as rain in this lovely world. Okay, not beating about the bush here, I'm just going to jump right to the chase. Fucking Mars. The fourth door took Jake to fucking Mars. The bloody red planet. I mean, I obviously hear some of you shouting bollocks from the rooftops, but if you stayed with me this far along, then you've got to believe, at least a little. If you can believe that this bloke somehow mysteriously travelled to Roanoke, and then made a quick time-travelling jaunt to an old ship from the 19th century which was apparently haunted, the next logical step, pushing the boundaries of your beliefs that much farther, is of course going through a door on planet Earth and coming out the other side on planet Mars. Also, the details Jake revealed were just... nothing short of bloody astounding. He was inside some sort of base on Mars, so it was apparently the future, probably the distant future, and there was some sort of colony on the fourth rock from the sun. It was like something off of TNG or your quintessential book of science fiction and through the fancy future window he saw rocket ships resting on launch pads, awaiting passengers to be whisked away to far-off planets and stars, no doubt. And then Jake sees a Martian lander of some sort, a buggy as he calls it, and marqueed on the side are the words NASA and Martian Colony Number 4. Again, astounding. A mountain of thoughts and ideas avalanching down in those few words. 
He even finds a museum of sorts with spirit and opportunity and all those old unmanned friends that have set foot on the red planet. And at the end he sees her. Another person. Another person who is on Mars with him and she knows the way back to Ostium. Tips him a wink and slams the door in front of his face. Which is important because that's Jake's only link with Ostium and this world. And it immediately tests the hypothesis as to whether that link between our world and the others that are connected through the doors to Ostium are fragile, degrading. But you and I know, listener, Jake made it through and what happened next remains an enigma until we get his next recording from the hallowed grounds of Ostium. The trip to Mars was yet another incident where Jake entered into both the unknown and the known. He didn't know where he would be once he opened that door. However, as soon as he crossed that plateau, it took him all of a handful of minutes to deduce exactly where he was. Now, I know for us astronomical Luddites, recognizing the rusty orange surface of Mars isn't that easy. But there's still a fair number of people, given time and a good dose of common sense, who'd be able to work it all out. For Jake, it barely takes him any time at all, and he pulls from a mental library of references with all the science fiction and probably actual science books he's read on the subject. Once again, he's familiar with the terrain, as bizarre and out of the bloody blue it may seem. He may continue to be completely gormless about it, while I'll continue crying out from this wee little blog spot that Jake Fisher has a focal connection to Ostium. What the details and parameters of that connection are, don't look at me. No bloody clue. But nevertheless, it is there. I'd stake the integrity of Emu on it. Which obviously isn't staking much, but I believe it from the bottom of my heart to the top of my cerebral cortex. Perhaps this new player who has entered the playing field may be able to put Jake in the know-how a little bit more. Only time will tell, I suppose, if the audio recordings keep coming. Now I'd like to move right along and open up Pandora's box for a moment on the topic of why there's never another bloody soul around when Jake is off gallivanting through doors in Ostium to other worlds. I know, I know. It's a bit hypocritical after I literally just said there was another person on Mars with him and she passed through the door to Ostium. But something tells me, that gut feeling as they call it perhaps, that she's an Ostium local, in that she's from our side of the solar system, if you catch my drift. Wherever this new person is from, I'm almost positive it's from somewhere on planet Earth. Probably somewhere in the States, given the locus of Ostium. So I still stand by my need to discuss this topic. Jake's travelled to the 16th century and spent a significant amount of time in Roanoke looking around. He's been to the 19th century aboard the shipping vessel, the Mary Celeste. And now he's toddled around an elaborate colony station on another planet. And they've all been sans, homo sapiens. The first two examples are obviously pretty well documented cases of there having been people in Roanoke and on the Mary Celeste until the eventual discovery that there were none. Both of these pieces of historical law are shrouded in an unsolved mystery that seems to grow in its depth and mysteriousness as time passes. It's almost convenient that they happened centuries ago before good forensic investigation was available to allow trained professionals to get definitive answers on what happened to these two separate groups of people that have become lost to time and space. As for the third example, it's the distant future, way beyond the year 2000. Applying the same paradigm, we can assume that this colony base was once fully stocked and well inhabited by future humans, presumably from Earth, 
and something happened, much as it did in Roanoke in 1589 or thereabouts, and much as it did on the Mary Celeste in 1872. And they all just up and disappeared, and no one was none the wiser, because there was no one left to be. Thus poses the question, why is a secret town with many doors sending someone to these places where everyone has mysteriously, or perhaps magically, disappeared? It's a menacing conundrum, to be sure. The logic doesn't follow. The centre doesn't hold. It just feels like Austin is sending you in too late, after the party's all finished. The boat's left the harbour. The aeroplane is ascending to cruising altitude. The gig's over and the band's left, and your best mate just pissed off with that girl you wanted to snog. It just seems like if Ostium had wanted you to fully understand what was going on, it would have sent you back to that time, or forwards in time, to the moment when everything went to shit and everyone got sucked into space or pulled through a black hole or whatever pulled into another world. Okay, time to step back a pace or two and try to get a wider perspective. Let's open our minds to the realms of other possibilities, of any possibilities really. If Ostium had meant this, whatever Ostium wants this to be, to be an easy job, it would have made it easy, right? So Ostium is putting its people, and at the moment those people seem to consist of Jake Fisher and this new woman, in this specific location in time and space for a reason. We just need to work out what that reason might be, that's all. Now, I could just sit here and enjoy a pleasant silence for a few minutes, but that would just be a waste of my time and yours. There's no clear and apparent reason I can fathom or even come up with for the why and the when Ostium does what it does. What this probably means is first we're working on too little information. We need more details, more evidence. We're trying to see the big picture here, the overarching intention of Ostium, and we can't because we simply don't know enough. However, if we were to start talking about theories as to why Ostium is doing what it's doing... I can imagine my inbox filling up with your lovely idea-filled emails as I say this. As for me, being the voice of enigmatic mysteries of the unknown, I have some words to say about this. And they're thus. What if Ostium knows exactly what happens to these people, and all the other groups of people who have disappeared throughout the history of our humanity? I'm referring to such things as the Bermuda Triangle, the Devil's Triangle, Stonehenge, Avalon... And yes, Atlantis. All unique places that have a dearth of history, be it in lore and fable or documented sources of some form or other. The common denominator to each one of these is that of people. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. People who lived within these locations at one time and now no longer exist. But little to nothing is known about them, and they remain fresh, weighty fodder for those, like you and I, listeners, who seek out to discuss these matters of the unknown, unsolved, and enigmatic. They rarely grace a page or paragraph in the history books, and you'd be kidding yourself if you were looking for a chapter about them. This is why we wish to talk about them, to debate and to discuss, to hum and haw, because no one else is bloody doing it. They're dying off and disappearing like beautiful species on the precipice of extinction, and will eventually be lost to history and knowledge. We do what we can to keep them alive, to try and find out more. We search for the whys and hows, because we know there is something crucial to them, something pivotal to our existence that is intrinsically tied with those unique places, those special people. It all hangs on the edge of a knife, and this blade is certainly a sharp one, bloody sharp. And Austin may well be the key, the fulcrum, the dynamo, the existential piece of machinery at the centre of everything that makes it all tick and tock and carry on. And here's another water for you, a great big one, one that curdles my blood a little, turning it icy cold. What if Austin is at the heart of it all because it caused it all? Ostium made it all happen. Ostium caused the disappearances of the Bermuda Triangle, the Devil's Triangle, and all those other unsolved mysteries. Ostium is behind the veil of the unknown of Stonehenge. Ostium caused Atlantis to fall beneath the waves all that time ago. Ostium caused all those disappearances, extinguished all those lives, snuffed them out like you or I wick out a candle flame with a wetted forefinger and thumb. I don't know. I just don't know. It seems simply too horrific to believe. And what would then be the whole point of sending Jake through those doors one by one? To help those now gone? Lost to time? Nothing we've heard so far from Jake leads one to think this on any way. Hogwash. There's got to be something more. Something more to it. But what? Okay, I've gone and exhausted myself. I do look forward to your emails, honestly. I'm happy to hear what you might think, what you have to tell. But for now, I'm going to have one last cuppa and then bury myself under the warm covers. The sleepers are awaking. <laughs>